Rum Runners Radio. Good morning, my name is Captain Cody and today is April 18th, 2017. I'd like to formally welcome you to our first episode of Rum Runners Radio and I sincerely hope that you enjoy listening. I've established this podcast with hopes that it'll become a kind of a central hub for discussion, news, education, and other happenings in the in the maritime field and also around our local area, but this isn't just a local thing. It's, you know, all over the place. You can tune in from anywhere. Uh, you can also find Rum Runners on Facebook by typing at Rum Runners, all one word, in the search bar. So don't forget to check us out on there for more. I want to talk about harbor pilots this morning and, and what they actually do. I get asked all the time kind of what, what we do. Uh, my job, in addition to being a budding podcast celebrity, is to take harbor pilots out to ships that are waiting to come in into the port. Specifically, the port of Brownsville is uh, where I work. But I'll talk some more about my job later. Uh, pe- like I said, people ask me all the time what harbor pilots do and, and what I do as a pilot boat operator. And when I explain it to them, they, it seems like they get more and more confused. So what what pilots do is advise the ship's captain on how to navigate into the specific port safely. Um, I'm going to use the port of Brownsville as an example here, but the principle is the same in every major port around the world. When a ship comes from a foreign country to the port of Brownsville, they have no experience with the Brownsville ship, cha- ship channel. And, and believe me, it can, it can be tricky at some times. They don't know the turns, the depths of the water, None of that. Uh, So the harbor pilots have studied every twist and turn of the channel to the point they could probably guide a ship into the dock blindfolded. Um, So every time a ship shows up bound for the port, my job is to take these pilots offshore to rendezvous with the ship and drop drop them off on the ship. And they they climb up a ladder and it can be pretty dangerous. You can see a video if you check out my YouTube channel. Uh, If you go to the YouTube search bar, it's under Captain Cody Newman. Uh, So don't forget to check that out for some cool videos of pilot boardings and disembarking and all that stuff. So when the ship leaves the port, it's the same thing. The pilot boards them in the port, so I don't have to deal with that, and then guides them offshore. And once they get offshore, I meet up with them and then take the pilot back to land. I actually have to take them home to their house because, of course, they don't have a car at the pilot boat. So that's that's kind of the simplified version of, of what we do. And it doesn't really get more complicated than that unless there's, you know, bad weather, heavy seas, and in which case it, it becomes very complicated and dangerous. And we work a lot at night also. A lot of a lot of middle of the night jobs, early in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, that sort of thing. Okay, so now now hopefully I kind of explained that to where you have a better extent understanding of what harbor pilots do. I want to kind of use that that knowledge to to lead into our next topic and and that topic is liquefied natural gas or LNG. It's been a fiery topic over the the past few years here, uh, especially in this area, but um, everywhere really. It's a pretty pretty hot topic right now. Most of the residents of the of South Padre Island and Port Isabel don't want the uh, LNG terminal to be built in the port of Brownsville. And they, so they've been protesting it since its proposal, since it was in the very first stages of, of development. And it's still, you know, it's not being developed now. They're still working on getting it approved. And they're saying maybe around 2020, 
2022, somewhere in there. But in my opinion, the, these protesters are really unorganized and and they base their their opinions uh, loosely on on rumors and uh, they don't really don't do their research about things. They just kind of spread things that they've heard. So I, I talked with uh, one of my bosses, one of the the harbor pilots, uh, Captain Chris Urbanovsky. Um, he served as a mate on a thousand foot LNG tanker a few years back. So he, he has some experience with the, the way those ships are run and, and the, the safety of them. So he, he, like I said, he served as a mate on there on a 1100 foot long LNG taker. According to him, the LNG tankers are very safe. After our discussion on the, the safety factors, I would even go as far as to say they're safer and more, they're definitely more sophisticated than, than the conventional liquid cargo ships and oil tankers that, that come into every port around the U S almost every day. Um, like Houston does 50 ships a day or more. Sometimes they do 130 a day I've heard. So that's kind of one of the things, uh, you know, LNG tankers are very safe. Um, the, the, the groups that are, that are protesting this, they're, they're misled fear mongering groups like save RGV from LNG. They're using phrases like catastrophic vapor cloud explosions to describe what happens if there's ever an accident or problem at an LNG export facility or, or on an LNG vessel. And that just goes back to what I said earlier about their, their protests being feeble and unorganized and, and the points they're trying to make have no, no factual evidence behind them. And that's kind of their, been their, their way of protesting things. They really just want to spread propaganda, I call it. But uh, here's some facts. Uh, according to the United States government and the Department of Energy, uh, keep in mind this isn't from a pro-LNG website or even an LNG company. This is from the United States Department of Energy. During their tests, liquefied natural gas in lab and open ocean combustion tests, there has never been a documented liquid expanding vapor explosion. They've actually tried to make it happen, in, and they've set all the circumstances to be ideal to have a BLEVE, they call it, a, or a boiling liquid vapor expanding explosion or something like that. They've tried to make this happen. They've set all the conditions just right to, to try to create this catastrophe that, that people are talking about when they talk about LNG and they just can't make it happen. They could not make it happen in a lab or on the open ocean and they were trying to make it happen. So that just, I mean, that just kind of goes to show you that their claims, the protesters claims of LNG being this catastrophic thing is pretty much unfounded. And then I also read when I was reading the articles about, um, I was reading some of the articles that the protesters have put out and one of their things they said is is uh is the gas fired generators at the LNG export plant pose dangers of long-term pollution. I, are we really doing this? I mean, how many how many of these anti-LNG people drive their cars to the protests? Their their gas-fired vehicles that they drive to the protests they go to to protest the gas-fired generators. It's just if they're so worried about gas-fired generators, maybe they should get rid of their gas-fired cars. 
it's like I said earlier, they, they seem to be really grasping at straws. They're unorganized, very feeble attempts at, at arguing their point here. Um, the other, the other thing they like to spread is the, the, the fallacy that every time a LNG ship traverses the ship channel, the highway 48 is going to be shut down because it's within two miles of the, of the LNG tanker. And uh, Highway 48, for those of you that don't know, runs along the majority of the 17-mile-long Brownsville ship channel. And uh, this this is kind of thing people need to research more. It's really easy to research this this stuff. I even called a I called a Nova LNG and spoke to their their spokesperson, Mr. Bill Har- Bill Harris, and it literally took me less than five minutes. He answered my call right when I called him, and all I did was ask him you know, is this true? Are they going to shut down the highway? And he said, it was a very quick conversation. He said, ships do not close the highway down now, nor will they ever. So the LNG ships are not going to shut down the highways, people. You can, you can take that to the bank. And even the, even the president, people are saying they're going to shut down the Laguna Madre for fishing or shut down the ship channel. And I talked, I asked the president of the port of Brownsville, uh, Eduardo Campirano, he says, it will be no different than today. It isn't going to shut down the island, Highway 48, the boat ramp, or anything. It's not going to happen. He said he didn't know where the rumors came from. They're, they're just made up by somebody. I don't know who's making these rumors up. But, you know, there's really not much more I can say about this other than than to ask people, just don't blindly accept what you hear as the absolute truth. I mean, even what I'm saying, if you want to go ahead and research it, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But just don't don't hear something that somebody says, especially if from Save RGV from the LNG. They're if you research them, you'll see how unorganized they actually are. So anything they anything they say is not really backed up by solid evidence, and everything should be. Every, anything else should be considered unreliable at best. But uh, that, that that pretty much wraps up what I wanted to talk about today on, on Run, Rum Runners Radio. Uh, next episode, we're going to talk about something that might seem a little ridiculous to you, but surprisingly, there's a serious following of this. It's like a cult. It's the Flat Earther Theory. They call themselves Flat Earthers. Uh, for those of you that don't know, they're people that think the Earth is flat. They, they believe the Earth is flat, and they think they have evidence. And this goes back to the whole research thing. I don't, I don't understand how there's people alive today, and there's so many of them. There's so many of them that believe the Earth is flat, and you can't argue with them. I tried arguing with them, and presenting them actual evidence that the Earth is round, and they just have all these theories that they, they get more and more far-fetched as you go along. But we'll talk about that next week. Um, thanks for listening to Rum Runners Radio. I hope you check us out next week, and don't forget to. Check us out on Facebook at Rum Runners, Rum Runners, and uh, check out my YouTube channel, Captain Cody Newman. Go ahead and subscribe if you want to. You'll see some cool videos on there. There's some funny videos too, kind of getting into the video editing uh, field there. So check that out if you get a chance, and I hope to see you next week. <laughs>